So the purpose of this recording is to clarify topic 2.5 of the second module, which is interpreting the Bible, examining the words of the text. If you would open that in Canvas, you would find that, that in the discussion, you have three worlds. And these three worlds, looking into these three worlds, would help you interpret a certain biblical text. So let's just go for a review of these three worlds. First, you have the world of the text, and then the world behind the text, and the world in front of the text. So in order for you to read and interpret scripture correctly, then you should not just be able to look into one world and use that as the interpretation of that certain biblical text. Okay, so ibig sabihin, you should not be myopic when you look into certain verses in the Bible or the Bible itself because you have to go into different worlds in order to see the bigger picture, in order also for you to read scripture correctly. Just a review. So what is the world of the text? When you go to module 2 in part 2.5, the world of the text is defined as the text itself in all its literary richness. Ibig sabihin, when you open scripture and then you have a certain Bible verse in front of you, then you check uh, how it was written. No? So li you literally look at the text now. Okay? So how will you look into the world of the text? So titingnan mo ngayon kung anong kwento nakapaloob yung Bible verse na yun. So ano yung genre ng Bible verse kung saan ito nakapaloob? Say you are in the Psalms, what is the genre of the Psalms? You have poetry. Now, if you're in the Gospel of Luke, is it a narrative? Is it a parable? Who are the characters that you find in the text? And when you look into a certain Bible verse, nakasituate yan sa isang chapter, sa isang mas, mas malaki o malawak na kwento. So, kailangan mong tingnan yun, di ba? Um, paano sinabi or paano ni-narrate ng author yung kwentong iyon, kung saan siya nakapanood. Okay, so meaning, when I open my Bible and I want to interpret, say a certain Bible verse, let's go, I'll give a certain Bible verse. You open your Bible and you go to the 8th chapter of Luke, Luke chapter 8. In verse 21, so you have Jesus saying, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. So it is situated in a pericope or a certain event no, in, in the book of Luke, wherein his mother and his brothers, in verse 19, came to him but were unable to join him because of the crowd. That is what is literary, literally stated. And then go to the next verse in verse 20, he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they wish to see you. 
And then he said to them in reply, My mother and my brother are those who hear the word of God and act on it. The next verse that you would find, Jesus is already calming the storm at sea. At first glance, when you look at the verse, parang ganito yung impression. Ay, hindi tinanggap ni Jesus si Mary at yung mga brothers niya. Ibig sabihin, may mga kapatid si Jesus. Ibig sabihin, hindi virgin si Blessed Virgin Mary when she conceived Jesus. Ibig sabihin, yung sinasabi ng simbahan on the dogma of Mary's perpetual virginity, well, that's not true because look at this. Literally, it is said here that Jesus had brothers. Now, but of course, when you look at it, um deeply you would find that it's Jesus meant um when when Jesus mentioned brothers he did not literally mean that he had the blood brothers okay so more on that so this will be the verse that we will try to interpret okay so when i now look at the world of the text i will find that Luke is doing, you know, uh, a narrative on the life of Jesus. It's just one event in the life of Christ. If I would investigate the world of the text further, I should see what are the events prior and what are the events after the verse. So prior to Jesus and his family, the title which you find um, in the New American Revised Edition of that pericope ver- verse 19 to 21, no? um, before that, you would find that Jesus was explaining about the kingdom of God through parables. No? So when you go to chapter 8, it begins with the Galilean women following Jesus. Okay, So there were the disciples who were with Jesus and with women, Mary, also called Magdalene. Then you have Joanna. Then you have Susanna with Jesus. And then right after that, Jesus now would preach to a large crowd and explaining the kingdom of God through parables. And then right after Jesus explaining and preaching about the kingdom of God through parables, then you find verse 19 to verse 21, Jesus saying, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. So when you look at the world of the text, you look at the text itself as how it is presented by Luke or the author in scripture. So that's looking at the world of the text. Ma'am, how about the world behind the text? So the world behind the text is the world that produced and generated the text. So you have to now find out, well, who is the author of the Gospel of Luke? What was the intent of Luke in writing the Gospel? What was the background of um, of that time when Luke was uh, writing the gospel. And when that certain verse appeared, what was the cultural background that you need to give attention to? No, Because 
kung ano man yung sinulat at pagkasulat ni ng author ng certain verse na iyon, kalakip ng kanyang pagsulat, yung style ng kanyang pagsulat, ay kung ano man yung konteksto ng panahon na meron siya. Look at how certain authors in literature would write great masterpieces. And these great masterpieces are actually influenced by the context by which where they were living in or um, ano yung pinagdadaanan niya nung panahon ngayon kasi kasama yon sa experience ng pagsusulat ng isang obra. So katulad ng Biblia, you have to look at the world behind the text. And so if I want to look at Luke, then I have to now investigate or research, well, who is Luke? Why did he write this gospel? How is it different from Mark, Matthew, and John? And so now you find that para kanino ba sinulat ni Luke yung gospel na ito? And so, biblical commentaries would say that the Gospel of Luke is the attempt to take the original message that you find, say, the Gospel of Matthew, and recast it in a language and thought pattern that is more familiar to Hellenized Jews. No? Ibig sabihin, yung mga tao na meron ng Greek influence. No? Or, the Gospel of Luke was more not for the Jews, no? who operated on a certain culture, but for the Gentile readers or those who are outside the Jewish community. So the earliest traditions of Luke would now tell us that it was written specifically for the churches outside Palestine. And when you investigate on the author who is Luke, then you would find that Luke was not part of the twelve, no. Um, but he is actually a co-worker of Paul, who was mentioned three times in the New Testament. And so, when you look at the New Testament, you would find the mention of Luke in Colossians chapter four, verse fourteen. He is called to be the beloved physician no so they said that he is a physician by profession and so there you find that Luke wasn't part of the 12 pero you know he wrote um he wrote the the gospel in uh in a way by which he would want to narrate how it happened from the very beginning kaya nga Pag tinignan mo yung Gospel of Luke, yung Gospel of Luke lang yung makakita mo yung comprehensive, or yung comprehensive, pero makikita mo yung tinatawag na infancy narratives, or what happened, what were the events that happened during the birth of Jesus, okay? So, that you find the world behind the text, no? Um, also, when you look at the world behind the text, you will look at the cultural and historical setting, no? So, ano yung nangyayari nung panahon na sinusulat ni Luke yung gospel? And so, in the 4th century, Alexander the Great occupied Palestine during the time, and his successors introduced the Greek culture into the Holy Land. So, now you find that meron ng kaisipang Griego na nananaig nung panahon na yun. 
And so now Luke wanted to address this Greek kind of thinking. And, and of course, when you look at Greek discourse, it's really rational. So when you look at how Luke wrote the gospel, no, um, the gospel is intended for a certain audience, no, for a certain rational audience, the Hellenized Jews, okay? So, well, I, I, I would want to go on explaining more about the Gospel of Luke, but this is not the purpose of this recording. And so, now you look at the world behind the text, okay? So, um, when you want to go back now to the Gospel of Luke, specifically that um, verse 21, siguro yung isa sa mga pwedeng tanungin, so may kapatid si Jesus, now you also have to investigate Jewish culture. Uh, when you say brothers, no? Uh, matinde sa Jewish culture yung extended family. And so some biblical scholars would contest that the brothers are not blood brothers. But probably these are the cousins of Jesus. No? And of course, mother, the mother is Mary. And when you look at it, as if Jesus was saying, Huh? My mother? Hindi ko kilala yan. Ang totoong nanay at ang mga kapatid ko ay those who hear the word of God and act on it. No, was Jesus being arrogant? Hmm? Probably not, no? Because when you look at the world of the text, of the text, you would find that in chapter 8, Jesus was was explaining the kingdom of God through parables. No, And so, here you find in the chapter of Luke, kind of a scholarly account of what parables are. Because you would find in verse 9, to verse 10 that there are there look wrote the purpose of the parables there no yeah and then kung titingnan mo paano ba si Jesus makipag-usap doon sa mga Jews na nakikinig sa kanya well a parable is something no, no that like a story that would make you think like it's an open-ended story that makes you wonder and so he would not give an explanation to the people around him but, but you know here in the gospel of luke he would say a parable that is specifically in verse 11 um the parable of the sower he would say the parable of the sower pala in verse 4, and then later on, he would go to verse 11 and explain to the disciples what this means. No? So, bakit hindi niya inexplain sa mga Jews yung ibig sabihin ng parable na ito? What was Jesus' intent? No? And why did he turn to his disciples and explain the parables to them? And then later on, you would find the parable of the Lamb, and then Jesus and his family. Well, biblical scholars would interpret it this way. And this is, you know, looking at the world behind the text no, and the world of the text. So, sinasabi ng mga biblical scholars that the, the purpose of parables nga is to teach about the kingdom of God. That you may look but not see and hear but not understand. No? Kasi the purpose of parables nga is actually to make you wonder. It's actually to make you think. It's actually to, hopefully, to turn your life around through a simple story. No? And sabi nga dito sa verse 10, he answered, Knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to the rest, they are made known through parables, so that they may look, but not see, hear, 
no, but not understand. So Jesus wanted the people now to wonder, no, about about certain mysteries on the kingdom of God. And of course, when you wonder and you reflect deeply, that's only when you actually get it, no. Like any good story or fable, though Jesus' parables accurately now would reflect the living conditions of the culture during that time. No? But this actually means it might be hard to understand by those who are not familiar with, kunyari, the parable of the sower, the farming practices in first century Palestine. And so what Jesus does, not explain if the method of sowing the seed, no? Pag tinignan mo yung parable of the sower, no? And then, of course, when you read further, um, further down, you would find that he would turn to his disciples and explain everything to them. Now, the, the disciples would ask Jesus, why did you not just state God's truth straight out? And Jesus answers with a biblical allusion of to the prophet Isaiah, no? And Matthew's version of the same scene gives the whole text of Isaiah chapter 6, no? And during, in that chapter of Isaiah, um, Isaiah was trying to preach the people and they did not listen. So it's like, you know, the situation when you're trying to help someone and they don't want to. When they hear your voice, they close their eyes, they plug up their ears and then their hands. And it is, you know, as if your voice makes them close their hearts. So on the other hand, you know, here are the disciples who have committed themselves wholeheartedly to Jesus. And he knows that they are very different from the people who are crowding out of curiosity. And so he would now explain the parable to them because he was teaching them. He was discipling them. He was, in a way, training them. And everything would end with this. Who are my brothers? Who is my mother? It is not an attack to Mary and his cousins. Pero Jesus would like to say, no, na my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. Those who are intimately related to me, like you, my dear disciples, are those who would listen and reflect on what I say and put it into practice. Some scholars would relate this verse to Mary herself because at the beginning of the, cha- of the, of the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 1, this is what Mary did. And so Mary obeyed God. He, she heard the word of God that she would become the mother of Christ. And what did she do? She acted on it. She accepted it, you know, even if she, it was fearful for her. And then the entire life of Mary was an act of obedience towards the God who is intimate with her. So what would now be the world in front of the text? The world in front of the text would now be, what is this challenging me to do? And so if I would apply this in the arena of spirituality, then in in spirituality, what is this verse challenging you to do, challenging me to do? Then if I really want to follow Jesus, then I listen to what he says. Then I study 
scripture and I, I, I study I study the Bible but not only study it I listen to it because it's the hearing he, you know, hearing something is different from listening no because sometimes sabi nga sa sabi nga sa Christian character when you look at the Christian the, the sorry not the Christian the Chinese character of listening listening is um, giving my ears to you my heart to you, my every every part of my being to you. So listening involves the whole self. And so if I want to really be a disciple of Christ and I'm saying that I'm committed to follow him, then I must be able to hear the word of God and act on it. It's not just lip service. It should show kung paano ako, na, kung paano ako nabubuhay araw-araw. So this is how you now interpret no scripture through the three different worlds when you go to your assignments the first assignment um counting bilen make sure that you identify what world and then you give your justification for it okay so i'll see you on friday during our synchronous session